You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome to the Mission Matters Podcast Network. This is Jonathan Schroyer. I'm the Chief CX Innovation Officer at Arise Virtual Solutions. And by now, everybody knows I'm the host of the channel Future of Service. And so I, I love to bring eclectic guests from different you know, walks of industry and life together. And today we're really honored to have Dr. Gail Gazelle, MD, with us. She's an assistant professor of medicine at the Harvard Medical School. And she's also a master certified coach for physicians. And so we're going to take a whole different angle today and talk about the future of service as it relates to serving others, as it relates to service outside of maybe a traditional service area that people think, but it's still super valuable service. It's that one-to-one care that our physicians give to us on a day-to-day basis. So Gail, I'd love to have you kind of introduce yourself and we'll crack on. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. So thank you for having me. Yeah, so I spent most of my career working in end-of-life care. I was actually a hospice physician. So that's what I did for almost 20 years. I've been here at Harvard Medical School in Boston teaching for 20 years as well. And about 10 years ago, as we were understanding more about burnout in the medical and nursing professions, I pivoted in my career and I became a life and career coach for physicians, physician leaders, and other healthcare professionals. So that's what I do day in, day out. I'm also a mindfulness practitioner and educator. And I have a book coming out about that, Mindful MD, Six Ways Mindfulness Restores Your Autonomy and Cures Healthcare Burnout. So healthcare is all about service. So I'm delighted that we can focus on that today. No, I mean, I love it. I mean, we'll kind of dive into the topic here in a second. There's two things that I want to call out. One is what a what a good topic for us to talk about, especially like we're we're coming out of the pandemic and the amount of stress and overwhelmness and burnout in our medical profession, I don't even think you have to be close to it to know, right? Because it's just, you you have friends, you have neighbors, you have people that you heard their stories and the amazing work that they did during the pandemic to to take care of all of us, to help us, you know, return to, I don't know if I'll call it normal living, but return to living and thriving. And I think that's really cool. So I'm excited to dive into that and how you kind of talked about mindfulness it gets me really excited, and I hope the audience really you know, pays attention to that. I meditate every day for at least 15, 20 minutes a day. Sometimes I do my own meditation, sometimes guided. But what I find is it's so grounding, and it's so helpful in thinking about the balance in life. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into this. So Gail, the first question I have is, when you think about the future of service or the future of how people serve in the medical profession, what are some things that kind of come to mind for you? Well, I think that nothing could be more important than focusing on our sense and duty to serve others, because that's what brought most of us into healthcare. Whether we're physicians, mm-hmm. nurses, therapists, technicians, it's all about service. But what can happen when we're burnt out is that we lose sight of that. We actually become very kind of small-minded in a sense. We kind of mm-hmm. 
aren't looking at the big picture of all those people we're helping. We're a little more focused on what isn't going well. It's almost like we have blinders on. We can't mm. focus on the good that we're doing for people and the good in the broader healthcare system because this negativity bias with burnout really just drives us almost down a rabbit hole of nothing's going well. Nothing I'm doing matters. We become cynical. We can't mm. really hold on to our sense of meaning and purpose. And it really erodes the good that we're doing and we're able to do going forward. So I think that's probably, to me, the biggest take home is we have to help healthcare providers step out of burnout so that they can return to that meaning and purpose of service, which, again, is what brought them into the healing profession in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I think it's totally true. So my stepdad is a physician. And he used to, you know, get called at two in the morning, three in the morning, seven in the morning, do this delivery. We have an emergency surgery in the emergency room, those types of things. Obviously, I'm sure everyone that's listening to the podcast has been to the emergency room at some point. And I think what's what's important, not only for the human side of this, I think for the physicians to get that balance and not to be burned out. But what's even more important is like, like if I get burnt out, let's be honest, like my impacts on somebody's life is probably a little bit less than if a physician gets burnt out and gets tired or loses focus mm-hmm. yes. or would not. I mean, they, they, in some cases, they literally handle the life and the death of individuals. So it's not only just they're working a lot. It's not only that they're caring, you know, a lot, they're also doing, you know, life and death types of situations, or in some cases, you know, helping people become more comfortable in their life and dealing with struggles and stress that they have. And, you know, whether you're an MD doctor or whether you're like a psychologist and helping people with mental illness or mental health issues, all those things are so valuable. So I'm interested when you think about some of the power cores or the differentiators that are going to make these physicians encourage or help these physicians to serve better. I mean, obviously you probably touch on a little bit in your book, but I'd love if you're comfortable to share some of those those kind of tips, I don't want to call them tricks, but, you know, hacks or best practices, whatever the word is, you know, to, to help people serve well, but also not get burnt out. Yeah, that's what my book is all about, frankly. I weave in the stories of dozens of physicians that I've seen suffering on the front lines during the pandemic, before the pandemic, mm. where we are now. And there are a number of key strategies that we can do. And First and foremost, it really has to do with focusing on what we are accomplishing as opposed to what we aren't. In other words, Mm. particularly early in the pandemic, I remember I was coaching an emergency physician in New York City, and, you know, it was just unreal what was going on in places like New York City. Death, body bags, you know, so much. I mean, just horrible. And what that physician really came to me and said is, I'm not helping anybody. I'm not doing any good. And of course, there were lives he couldn't save. And how incredibly tragic for an emergency physician in particular to be facing that. But there were lives that he was helping. There were people that he was helping get through the illness. There were families he was communicating with. He was doing so much good. And yet, when we're burnt out, we lose sight of that. So that is far and above the first tip is when you get into bed at night, for example, instead of thinking about, oh, I didn't do this, or I didn't help that person, or I couldn't do enough, to do an inventory of what you did well that day, of one person that you helped, of one time that you stepped into your capacity to serve other human beings, and you really live that. I can't stress that enough. Another thing that I think is extremely important is to bring compassion to ourselves. 
Mm-hmm. We physicians learn to be very self-critical. And the normal population can be self-critical, but for physicians, it's almost like self-criticism on steroids. That's something that's really taken in in our training is focusing on what we're not doing well as opposed to what we are. If we're not perfect, some sort of failure. So it's a place where self-compassion is really a powerful medicine to Mm. actually put our own hand over our own heart and remind ourselves of how hard we're trying, of the good that we're doing of the fact that our circumstances are difficult. It's not easy being a physician on a good day. And there's a lot of days that aren't so good, pandemic or otherwise. So that's the second tip that I've seen it over and over and over, the power of that, just bringing the same compassion to ourselves that we so naturally Mm -hmm. bring to others. So those are two that come to mind, Jonathan. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. I had a quote once that said, Optimism and gratefulness are force multipliers for life. Mm. And and I think that kind of touches on a little bit about what you're talking about, which is, yes. you know, it's it's easy as, as a physician to go three steps forward, two steps back, three steps forward, two steps back, because you actually see like real life results in front of you on a day-to-day yes, basis. And then, you know, in my life, I've had tragic events that have happened that caused me to have PTSD. And I can only imagine like, the PTSD that some of these physicians and nurses and, you know, practitioners face during the pandemic, I mean, during normal times, but definitely during the pandemic. I mean, I I couldn't, if I was a doctor or if I was a nurse and I saw, you know, people passing away in front of me and people on ventilators and then me saving people and so forth, it would be very hard, like psychologically and so forth. Probably dovetails All the more reason to apply some of these medicines to help us sort of weather the difficulties to keep going, to keep being of service to others, to keep doing what we've invested so much time and and resources in doing. We have to take care of ourselves. So these are, these are really important, you know, sort of survival strategies. Yeah. And and, and thinking about that and going from surviving to thriving, I'd love you to dive into how mindfulness helps some of these physicians that may be struggling with burnout or maybe feel like they have imposter syndrome or those types of things? It is an incredibly powerful approach that we, it's another thing we don't learn how to be mindful in our training. And let's face it, the mind is the portal through which we view everything. And Mm. think about mindfulness, it's awareness, but it's also awareness in the service of helping the mind and training the mind to focus where we want to focus. Because let's face it, our minds are kind of complicated places. Our minds are busy producing 20,000 plus thoughts a day, many of which are extremely helpful, but many Mm. of them are kind of out there. They're really, you know, to say that they're fake news would be an understatement. We can all relate to that judgments that we have, accusing ourselves of not being good enough here and there, comparing ourselves to others, you know. And so mindfulness really helps us train our minds to question our own thoughts. Is Mm. this thought I'm having helping me? Or is this thought actually harming me? And that's a skill that we in healthcare just don't learn along the way. And so then we're kind of prey to a mind that's running wild. And that's really the benefit of mindfulness. It's not so much being the monk on the mountaintop, you know, sort of sitting. It's having tools to work with what's going on all day long and the thoughts and stories the human mind is creating thereof really helping us becoming the master of our mind rather than it's captive. No, I, I really love that. When So one of the things that I do because of my PTSD is I go to therapy quite often. Mm-hmm. 
And one of the things that my therapist has taught me is she said, hey, you're going to have like all of these things that come to you. Like she's like, just imagine that these thoughts that come into your head as balloons. Hmm. And she said, you don't want to ignore the balloon because it's going to keep coming back. But what you do is you acknowledge, you say, yeah, I see you, but I'm not interested in you. And you just let it flow by. And then it goes off into the ether. You're like, yes. oh, I, I want you on my stage in my mind. You come over here and and you support me, right? People can't hit, see me in the audio, but I'm like pulling <laughs> the balloon down into my mind. And so I think, oh goodness, that's something that has been so helpful for me. Another thing that one of my the therapists shared with me is like sometimes in life, when we're really down on ourselves and we're really having a hard time, we take things more sensitively and maybe more personally than logically we should. Right. And she said, so what you should do is you should put like this white glow around you. Just imagine that there's a white glow and the white glow will just absorb any of that negativity that might come to you where you hear the words more logically, then you respond a little bit more logically. Right. And so forth. And that, man, those two things that I don't know if I want to call them hacks or what practices, but I've learned along with some of the other things we've talked about meditating and other things. It's Mm -hmm. helped me a lot too, because it, and I don't think it's just the medical profession. Nobody really teaches us right. you know, how to be mindful. They don't teach it in school. They don't teach it anywhere, right? You have to go and usually kind of find, unless you have a parent that's really fascinated with this topic, you know, you have to go and find this as an adult yes. to kind of figure, at least in the Western world, you well, have to go and find it. And so it's powerful, like, it's so, powerful visuals that your therapist yeah. has helped you develop. I think those are really important concepts. And, you know, sometimes we read books that help us. And honestly, yeah. That's, that's what I'm really excited about with my forthcoming book, that it goes, it's a very pragmatic book and some practical strategies that those in healthcare and beyond can use to, again, develop that mastery of the mind rather than at its whim and call, in a sense, you know, yeah, which yeah. many of us are kind of batted about by the thoughts yeah. and stories and fears and preoccupations that our minds get caught in. So we need tools and strategies to yeah. to help our minds settle down a bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting, you know, someone once told me, she's, she said, are you creating your own destiny or is your destiny happening to you? Mm. And that, that kind of t- goes into what you're talking about, which is let us all create our own destiny. Yes, and give people the tools to do so. That's right. Rather than that's just right. kind of right. saying, oh, you know, let those thoughts pass through. That You know, that's kind of psychobabble. <laughs> we need tools yeah. to do that. No, right? I think it's great. So we got a, a few more minutes left, Gail. I'd love you. You can talk about whatever you're comfortable talking about, whatever you want to go to next is your final thought. But if you want to give a plug for the book, definitely like share something about the book that you think everyone would be super interested in. So when it comes out, they'll they'll go and grab a copy. Yeah, well, I get into six ways that I've seen mindfulness restore autonomy and cure mm. well beyond healthcare, And we've covered a few of them today. You know, one of them is recognizing that you're not your thoughts, you know, mm. A lot of us believe every single thought that we have, we think they're factual. And I know for myself, when I first encountered this idea that maybe all my thoughts weren't factual, it was like such a big light bulb moment. So one of the six ways that I cover another is reducing reactivity. We don't learn Mm. how to work with the things that trigger us, the things that we take personally when they really aren't about us at all. We don't Mm. learn how to work with all the emotional storms that can get activated on a day, week, or monthly basis. So those are a couple of the things that I cover in the book, again, with very practical strategies. 
strategies to help the reader develop that kind of comfort and mastery with their own inner system. Because once we develop that, we're much more agile in working with the difficulties that we face, the challenging people, the pandemics, the uncertainty, the illness, all of the things that can happen in our lives and that are part of the fabric of human existence. So those yeah. are those are some of the things. I love yeah. it. Don't give away all your secrets, though. <laughs> but hey, so folks, we have been so privileged today to talk to Dr. Gail Gazelle. MD. As a reminder, she's the assistant professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School, the master certified coach for any of you physicians out there that are looking for a career coach. We talked about the future of service, and we took the angle of how to serve. And what better way to serve than to share your insights and thoughts in the form of the book that's coming out from Dr. Gail Gazelle. So give us that name again, Dr. Gazelle. The book is called Mindful MD. Six Ways Mindfulness Restores Your Autonomy and Cures Healthcare Burnout. Oh, that's amazing. And it's coming out shortly. So, Dr. Gazelle, if someone's interested after listening to the podcast, what's the best way to reach out and engage with you? Thank you so much. My website is gailgazelle.com, and I welcome email, info at gailgazelle.com. Awesome. Well, we appreciate your time taking away from you know, your data, come share some of your thoughts and your wisdom on how we can serve each other better and how we can really battle burnout and battle the imposter syndrome inside or outside the medical profession. These are skills and tips to help us all. So thanks for the time today. And thanks to everyone for listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Networks. This is Jonathan Schroyer, the host of the Future of Service. Until next time, serve well. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.